Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, Danny Myers back with you with another episode of Panda Off the Charts for July 2016. Panda Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. Now for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know that uh, we are here. We're going to pull these songs up. I'm Danny Myers. We've got our special guest from stripjointsmusic.com, Bob Chia Party on the line. What's up, Bob? Everything's great here, Danny, as always. How you doing, brother? Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Also with us, we got a new guest host up in Columbus, Ohio, the secretary uh, and uh, Panda board member, Alon Fong, up there. What's up, Alon? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? So happy and excited to be on today. Uh, Dave probably won't remember, but uh, Dave, you and I used to know you a little bit in Phoenix. I used to work at the then Tiffany's Cabaret, and when you guys were recording Euthanasia, you guys used to come in, you, Max Norman, and Nick, and I knew Nick Menza fairly well uh, through that uh, back in 94. In fact, he gave me the snare head to their euthanasia recording session, so it's, nice, I have it autographed nice. up on my wall and stuff like that. But uh, you probably don't remember me. I had long hair back then. It's 20 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I have no hair now. For those Mine's still here. It's tucked Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was just, before the show, I was telling Bob and Danny a story about you guys coming in after a big recording session, and I had the night off and was drinking there, too was already pretty drunk, and then you guys started buying double sh- double shots of uh, Goldschlager. <laughs> oh. Well, Lon, let me set the table here a little bit, because you're talking to David, and people out there may not know who David is, so I'm going to let Bob Chiaparty introduce our very, very special guest up here. But Bob, before you introduce David, we got to get you a little background music to introduce him by, so hang on. There. Okay, Bob, give us this, <laughs> give us this intro. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, um... Dave and I go back. Um, Dave, I'm trying to remember the first time we met, and I believe it was at Irving Plaza. You guys were on tour, and I think it goes that far back. I think 1986. Wow. Wow. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's uh, funny. I'll let you continue. I'll, I'll expand on Yeah, that. no, it, it's. Yeah. I know that the first. Whoop, Bob, we're losing you. You're losing me? Yeah. Uh, the the music is real loud. Yeah, the music is real loud, Dan. Okay. Yeah. The Megadeth was overpowering. Yes, <laughs> as, it, yeah, as it should be. <laughs> as it should be. Yeah, exactly. You know what I was going to say, Bob? David Ellison here, by the way, from Megadeth. David Ellison from Megadeth. Yeah, yeah. That's where we were yeah. going with this. No, David well. <laughs> Ellison from Megadeth is here. Legendary guest on the show. Legendary. But, uh, yeah, it's Bob. I think that show was the show that, that we actually got uh, essentially discovered. Our agent, Andy Summers, uh, invited Tim Carr, who is the uh, A&R man from Capitol Records, invited him down to that show, and that was the show that actually got us signed to Capitol Records. 
yeah. wow. uh, on the Peace Cells tour. So we had made a record, uh, uh, and ended up, we, were, we were on a tour, and we recorded this record, Peace Cells, that was buying essentially for an independent label called Combat. And, and then they, uh, Capital, liked it and picked it up and then released it on, on Capital Records. And, uh, and you know, here we are. And now I'm in <laughs> Sofia, Bulgaria, 30-some <laughs> years nice. later. 30 years later, you know, so that's that's where that all left. So here's what we're doing, David. We got uh, we got some songs. You pick some, Milan picks some, Bob picks some, I pick some, and uh, we're gonna kind of play uh, little snippets of each song and uh, go around the horn and see what everybody thinks of it. My first question to you, though, David, have you ever been on a strip club show? I have not. This is my very first one. I get the emails from Bob. And uh, knowing Bob is a family man, I'm like, dude, what are you doing after all? <laughs> going on? So Bob and I actually just had dinner together in Nashville. What maybe not, not even two months ago? I guess we were we were just getting prepared actually for this tour that we're on this this European tour. And um, so I guess it was back in May. We had uh, had dinner together. So he filled me in on on his participation. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I know Bob, of course, from marketing heavy metal records he was the go-to guy even on capital all, all of us is all of our little independent bands got side of these big major labels you know we trusted major labels to market to the mainstream and mtv when that was really popular and all those things but you know bob served a um you know down and down in the if you don't build it from the bottom up with metal doesn't matter how popular you get in the mainstream man if, if you don't have it's sort of like you know building the house on the rock and not the sand you know so without yeah, what bob did you know building things with the foundation of metal and quite honestly because we did that approach and that work that bob laid that those that that groundwork so many years ago um is probably why i'm sitting in bulgaria today with a career you know because at one point you know that big top top level mainstream stuff goes away and you know, and I guess that probably plays into our conversation today about music for strip joints. Is you know, God love the girls that work the joints and the DJs who played the records, and uh, you know, a lot of the you know, it was kind of I don't know. That was that you know, years ago when I went to strip clubs. I by I, I I'll admit I've been married many years now, twenty two years. So I, I have not you know I don't I don't I don't I don't go to those places you know. <laughs> but um, but it's okay. It's uh, I know a lot of our fans do, and a lot of our fans probably work there. And and uh, uh, more recently, because this is a question I wanted to pose back to the group is, you know, does you know we're talking about music for strip joints with the with the advent of the the home fitness craze of pole dancing? Does this <laughs> does that somehow come into suburbia with housewives pole dancing who may? Secretly bust out their Pantera and Skid Row records. And- <laughs> I, I see the YouTube videos uh, all these times, but uh, yeah, Good what do you think, Alon? Pole dancing. I, I think you know. In the, I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So I think you know. Occasionally, we certainly get uh, the housewife who is thirty something and got herself in shape, and then you know, uh, is sneaking around doing the dancing thing because it's exciting. And they usually maybe not last very long because there's the fantasy about doing the business, and then there's yeah. the reality of living in the business, right, and working sure. in it. So, sure. yeah, no, I definitely think that, that there's an element to that. And, uh, uh, you know, the 90s, though, was sort of the heyday for our, for our industry. You know what I mean? And, and rock was a big part of that for sure. Uh, the industry has changed so much. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you, bands like Megadeth and, you know, Motley Crue and Metallica were such a staple of and Guns N' Roses of the sort of stuff that was going on back then. It, it definitely, you know. Reminds me of a lot of great times in the clubs. <laughs> As I was getting asked to, you know, to think about a, a, a list. That though that was the list. You know what I mean? It was yeah. I was thinking oh, for sure. 
I've never, you know, even a warrant and you mm. say guns, hair bands, you know, that had, had big records, yeah. but all the chicks liked them. You know what I mean? So that sure. was the stuff that seemed like girls like to dance with that stuff, you know, back in the day. Um, and the DJs love playing it. That's that's mm-hmm. another thing. Now there's a little bit more of a conflict between the the girls and the DJs uh, with what they want to dance to and what the DJs would rather hear and even what the customers want to hear. Yeah. Very true. Very Not true. as many rock girls as there used to be, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but we got a lot of rock on the show here today. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and actually, <laughs> let me go ahead and kick this off with, uh, with one of my picks. And what's cool about this is uh, the band September Morning. We had them on one of Bob's, uh, one of Bob's clients, September Morning. We had September the uh, Singer. On back in September of uh, last year, we had her on there, and uh, I was going through my list of songs, and Johnny Mickelson sent me a message. He said, did you hear Skin and Bones, the new September morning? And I said, nope. Listen to it. I said, it's going on tomorrow's show. So let me know what you guys think of this. Because I just got it last night, I haven't had a chance to play it in the club yet, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to playing that. Bob, can I go to you first for your opinion? I think she's great, and I think that's a, that's an awesome strip club song. I mean, like, you know, when you whenever you play a song or whenever, you know, when we're talking strip clubs and uh, my brain, can I picture a girl twirling around the pole? And without a doubt, that's uh, that conjures up that image that classic image of that twirl because uh, it's got the right beat. It's got the right energy and right tempo. I, I think that's a, that's a no brainer. Alan Fong from Cahoots in Columbus. Yeah, I, I definitely would play that song. I love her vocals. She's a great vocalist. Uh, the skin and bones. I, I always like uh, when a song lyrically connects to what's going on in a strip club too, whether it's about sex or partying or seduction that always helps sell a song. And then uh, a very clear you know, recognizable vocal that people can grab onto. So, yeah, no, I really dig that song a lot. I'll definitely be playing it. And now to Megadeth's very own David Ellison. Yeah, I, you know, I just saw September Morning a couple months back. I produced and managed uh, another all-female group called Dollskin, and they were mm-hmm. actually out on tour with September Morning on the uh, OTEP tour. So I got to see I got to see the band, um, and so it was it was cool. I like her vibe. It's dark. It's you know, it's funny. There's uh, it's it's it, that there's a modern sound where things are to, again. I speak probably maybe I'm the musician artist guy of the of the group here, you know. So I, I initially hear tuning things, I hear drum groove things. Um, <clears throat> so as an artist, I'm always listening to that because my wife reminds me that you know as musicians. Most of us don't dance. We don't like to move our bodies, you know. She, she's always reminding you need to learn how to dance. So you <laughs> know what girls like about music and what sort of organically 
moves them, you know. Yeah. So that, uh, so yeah, I, I agree. That's a good one, and certainly the title's fitting. Very actually, cool. Oh, actually, one I know Danny's going to kill me, but one of the things I wanted to ask you, Dave, was, uh, you know, metal has definitely changed and evolved, and you kind of touched on it a lot. But how do you view the new sort of metal scene and and the way the vocals are done and the style? You know, I mean, there's definitely been a shift. Um, you know, I, I uh, there was a revealing moment for me in 1998. We were on Ozfest, you know, and we're up there in our you know skinny peg leg jeans, head banging <laughs> like this, and everyone around us, like the Limp Biscuit was on right before us, and they had this big kind of God, guy, you know what I mean? It kind of, I guess, the rap influence into it, and instead of standing there head banging everybody was pogoing you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and right behind us was tool of course which is a little mm. more in the but again i could that was a really that was a serious wake-up call for me as an artist to realize wow this it's a new day you know that that pe- audiences are liking a new groove a new feel again corn introduced these seven string guitars things were in these different tunings so and a lot of that you know really it morphed out of from thrash metal to to Seattle music, straight into like the new metal movement, and new metal was much more about this groove. Uh, in fact, even as I was thinking about metal, I have a list of them here. You know, while it went from Limp Biscuit to Rob Zombie, mm. you know, and, just, and then of course now what we just heard with September Morning is mm-hmm. is, is a continuation of that groove and it's interesting, you know, as we're talking about strip club music, about how many groups are female fronted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very few, all female. I again, I have one that I, in my stable with Dalskin, but you know, female fronted is such a huge movement right now. Um, and it's from everything from Nightwish, you have kind of the European sound to what we just heard with September Morning, which is much more of an American uh, sound. So it's 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 cool to hear girls getting nasty with it. It's did cool. It, did it make yeah. you experiment with your rhythms at all, or like how how uh, you try different stuff out of that? Hearing that. You know, probably the first one I remember when we had uh, Allison Chains out with us uh, in 1991, in particular, a big arena tour we did, Megadeth Slayer Anthrax, uh, called Clash of the Titans. And I remember coming home and tuning my my E string down a whole step like Allison Chains did. Mm, <laughs> and it's yeah, funny yeah. how just tuning one string, you put sure. your hand in the same place on the fingerboard and an entirely different plethora of notes, chords, tunings come out of that, you know, and... and you know, I would try to bring those into Megadeth, and and I was shot down every time. But I just kind of accepted. All right, I'll I'll take these elsewhere. You know, years <laughs> later, actually, in the early I don't know, I guess two thousand three, I had a group for a short period called F Five, and uh, these were younger guys, guys five six years younger than me, and they kind of grew up on Megadeth, but they were they they had a new hip ear, listening to new music. Right. They grew up on kind of that nineties new metal thing. And um, and so I took a lot of those songs that I wrote in the 90s that I intended for Megadeth and I took them into these new tunings with the F5 guys. And a lot of those songs actually got recorded. <laughs> with the, Very cool. Yeah. He's 10 years younger than me. So I guess that's what it took, right you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds Thanks. good. Well, on uh, you got yours. You get the second pick here today, and it's All a right. uh, it's it's a remix of a classic. So yes, we'll see is. what we think about. It. Introduce this for us, if you would. So the running joke is about Fong songs, right? So uh, Fong songs. Fong song. So this is "Blinded by the Light," Manfred Mann's Earth Band, the Midas Touch remix. The Midas Touch remix. Let's see what they did with it. Another rumor in the night Fly. 
I mean, they definitely added a hell of a club feel to it. Wow, um, I, I I like that, and I think I'm going to add that to uh, to uh, my rotation. I'm going to go to Bob Chia Party for your opinion. I it's good. It's a very cool mix. I get very I'm a, I'm a, such a Bruce Springsteen purist. So uh, <laughs> good call, good call. So I would love to hear the same type of remix with the with the original. But uh, I remember I went to uh, Bruce did a. Um, he did an unplugged thing out in uh, Red Bank, and uh, my, my I got to I got to, it was right at the same time. Um, um, I worked on one. I got to work on one of his albums, which was kind of fun. And and uh, he, anyway, he uh, he was talking about this particular song, right? He, he he read some of the lyrics, and then he did acoustic version of it. And he goes, "Here I am struggling," and and then comes along "Man for Man" and. <laughs> He changes the lyrics. He goes. He goes. He's talking about wrapped up like a douche, which is a feminine. <laughs> That's what I thought it said too. Right. But, uh, and he goes, he goes. Meanwhile, I wrote the song about a douche, which is actually a car. So it's like uh, just uh, change, uh, change one word. <laughs> yeah. They, but, oh, go ahead. No, but again, so it's like a cool track. But again, I I I, I just lean towards my uh, purest. Bruce uh, tendencies. So there you Bruce. go. Can't go wrong with Bruce. David, what did you think of the? Uh, I guess the club cover or the club remix of that song. I think it's a great way to take a ten-minute song and turn it into a twenty-minute song. <laughs> <laughs> that build-up was long. I mean, a great song is a great song is a great song. So it's and it's a great song. So it, it you know that's one of those tunes where no matter what format it comes in, it's still a great song. So. David, what do you what do you think when people remix your music? Like if somebody does a uh, industrial mix of a uh, of a Megadeth song, what what? How do you feel toward that? Well, it's interesting. The first time I heard that done, Trent Reznor did a remix of uh, Symphony of Destruction, which is probably you know one of our that's you know that's one of our bigger tracks mm-hmm. over the you know, from the early nineties, and um, it was interesting um, to hear it like that. Um, uh, probably my favorite remix I heard was Sasha from KF, F, KM, FDM. KM, yes. Uh, yeah, remixed uh, Holy Wars, mm, really? which is a very mm. unlike uh, version. I don't know if you remember hearing that, Bob, but he did a remix, and it had this really kind of almost industrial. I got to look for that. <laughs> yeah, kind of this ministry sort of drum loop groove that gave it this real energy that I liked. You know, I think to me, whatever the, whatever the remix is, uh, you know, my daughter's 17 and she's way into the whole EDM mm-hmm. movement. And in fact, she, I was going to say, I took her down to see Zed. She more like she took me to see Zed. Right. <laughs> like I love Zed. I, I, he's a terrific artist. He's a, he's a real composer. And I, I really, he, uh, probably him out of all the modern guys I like the most. And he gets, he writes great songs and he has great modern pop vocalists, 
you know, singing on his track. So they're so that to me they're like real songs. They're mm-hmm. real. Because um, I hate when when grooves just stop and wacky. You know, it's probably the thing I don't like about Skrillex um, and that movement. You mm-hmm. know, is it, it's too it's too hyper. And I guess you got to be on meth or sucking on a I don't know, Mickey <laughs> or something to be really appreciating it. <laughs> Thank God my daughter doesn't. So uh. <laughs> you know, so I think the groove is probably the bigger thing. Um, you know, and again, harken back to the strip club days. You know, groove. You know, whether it's you know hard and pummeling or if it's sensual it, it it needs to have something i think and i you know again as best i can figure girls and women out that's i think <laughs> the, like the most about music is either a either a poignant lyric that touches their heart or a, a groove that moves their body well the reason i ask you about your remix is uh, alan sent me the heavy grinder <laughs> remix of sympathy uh, Symphony for, of Destruction, sorry. And, uh, and, and I, I got this queued up, and I'm just curious, one, if you've ever heard it, and two, what you think of it. So let me play about 30 sure. seconds of this. See, I like it until the Pac-Man part comes in. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that was big back then. But David, I'm curious what what you think of when somebody takes your song and changes it so much. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's you know, so yeah, you know, Trent's version, in fact, we live used to take kind of a version of Trent, because he had this breakdown, this boat, kind of this real kind of slow halftime, like you just heard in that mm-hmm. version. Um, and we kind of did an extended live version of that for years through the 90s. We actually kind of incorporated that in because it, it added this sort of extended piece. Um, you know, I, I remember a trend uh, in the nineties, you know, you know, everybody thinks about Germany as being this big heavy metal Mecca. And I guess it was probably in the, in the mid and late nineties, but, or mid mid to late eighties rather. Um, and even into the early nineties, I remember we were playing arenas and big places, but I tell you by the mid nineties and certainly by the late nineties, all this house music came in over here in Europe and throughout the UK and definitely in Germany. I mean, all of a sudden, heavy metal was off the radar. And I remember Capitol Records came to us on a record that we had called Risk back in 1999. And they were, you know, kind of reaching for how do we what do we do here? You know, Um, so they were having guys like these these guys from Austria and all over here remixing songs. I remember sitting on the tour bus, me and Dave, and and they were giving us all these versions for us to listen to and approve. You know, and you're giving heavy metal guys who wrote songs and it's like saying, hey, someone took your painting and just completely screwed it up. What do you think? It's awesome. Can we re-release it? You know, you know so as an artist, you know, it, 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 it's, you're always kind of laying it open to another artistic intent. And I can tell you this much. Our fans hate EDM. I mean, hate it. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, and so, you know, there's only a couple guys who got away with it. Obviously, Al from Ministry. Um, Trent Reznor, you know, is acceptable. Um, he's really 
I'm more of a mainstream artist, not really so much a heavy metal artist, but he was dark enough and twisted enough that I think, you know, he passed the grade. And Rob Zombie, you know, Rob is probably Rob. the other guy who, you know, he's got great sexual, sensual grooves. I mean, he's kind of like the American Jamiroquai or something, mm. you know, he's got <laughs> That's great. Stevie Wonder, you know, kind of just sexiness about his whole thing whether it's the <laughs> horror movies his freak show his grooves and a lot of it's the groove you know i mean i think i think more and more i'm always reminded women women like to move their bodies mm. and thank god they do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very cool very cool um bob we're gonna let you take a pick and i and i think you're gonna pick one that uh, that dave is gonna like well, this one I had to pick because this one, I mean, first off, I know it's a strip club approved because I've, I've, I've requested it and I've, I've seen it played a number of times uh, in the past. And uh, it just goes back a little bit of history with, with Dave and I. Back in 1993, uh, got the brilliant idea here. It was like they were, they were doing a lot of tribute records back then. Like I know there was, I, there was one like for um, Jimi Hendrix and a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of them came out eventually. Particularly that around that time, and uh, but there was no heavy metal, hard rock ones. So uh, I took the I figured take the grand poobah of all heavy metal, you know, bands being Black Sabbath, and let's let's pay tribute to the to the Kings, and uh, we did that. And uh, the Megadeth guys graciously agreed to do a track for me. And uh, do you know? Do you remember how you came up with doing this 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 particular song, David? How you guys decided on doing? very clearly i remember exactly how it was we went in the studio um it's funny because i think we recorded another it was a session we did with max norman who was producing our records back in those days and we yeah. went into the enterprise studio in um uh, burbank where we were making our records in those days and i remember we went, i think we also did 99 ways to die which was that we got asked to do a track for the beavis and butthead uh uh, you know, record. So we, that was kind of the intent. And it was like, oh, and also Bob wants us to do this Sabbath tune. So we figured we'd just kind of bang it at the same time because I, I don't, Bob, as best I remember, there weren't budgets really to speak. No, it wasn't enough. major budgets. No. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, when you're in there, if you can wing out a track, I'd love to have right. you be part of it. Thing. Yeah, so it, it, which was the kind of the, the cool spirit of it. So I remember uh, right away I said, I remember telling the band, I said, guys, paranoid is the obvious. You know, I've played it. I used to play it in cover bands in Minnesota when I was growing up. Uh, it's, it's simple. And we, we literally went around the entire, like, no, 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 not that one. We went around the horn <laughs> and played really? every fucking Sabbath tune for like, <laughs> and finally Dave, down, 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 do, 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 right? And then everybody jumped in, and we're like, yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, let's do that one. You know? <laughs> it's just, it had to be someone else's idea, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a so, theme uh, here, Dave. There's yeah, a theme. There we go. <laughs> what you, go ahead. Learn sometimes, plant the seed, step back, let it germinate and grow. You know what there I mean? So well, the most important thing was, is I think that was definitely – the right track because you know Megadeth we're, it's funny when we first formed Megadeth I remember our riffs because we were not a speed metal band our lot of stuff was a lot slower and a lot of these early riffs were these they felt very Sabbath like I played bass thinking almost like God I'm like Geezer Butler I mean this is so cool you know and then a fan letter wrote us a, a fan wrote us a letter to Dave and said dude I hope your new shit's faster than Metallica and that just we <laughs> became <laughs> a speed metal band overnight you know what I mean awesome. and, you know cool but uh 
but it's but it's funny how yeah when Bob when you asked us to do that and funny because Sabbath was you know they were their popularity is not at all what it is now they were just in fact that record kind of I think really shone the spotlight that all of us our age whether you're kind of Faith No More Megadeth you know all of us our age we were showed like we really held Sabbath in high regard and obviously Ozzy had back yet and you know what I mean so they were in this kind of really strange you know kind of period that their catalog it just didn't have the, the spotlight on it and I think that record you know really it, it really kind of set the course for for you know everything we know today mm-hmm. well we've talked about it let's go ahead and play it uh Megan Bob's pick Megadeth well, Parallel go ahead just just one more just one a couple more notes on this it's just a kind of a funny story when I when uh, Dave delivered the record you know to me um it had a little piece on the end then he says oh that's a little piece on the end and we just 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 edited it out and i it was it, it's it's basically nick running away with just you know just into the groove <laughs> oh, and just pounding away awesome. <laughs> it just keeps going yeah yeah our drummer nick menza who just passed away um ironically a couple months ago um yeah he we were, we were brought in the tune I mean, literally, the, all of us in the room, you know, Nick's out in the drum room and the three of us and Max were in the control room ripping it down. And, and I could tell there's one spot you can hear where he flipped the beat. All of a sudden, we're in a verse. <laughs> He's on a ride cymbal like you would use in the chorus. And I'm going, right. uh-oh. <laughs> and sure enough, we stop, da-da-da. And he picks up as if ready to roll into another verse. God. <laughs> <laughs> and we turn on the mic like, Nick. Next, <laughs> stops, and he stops. He goes, "Fuck me, running!" And he throws. So yeah, it, hey, this one, this one's for Nick Menzo. Love this you, Nick. Be- yeah, great drummer too. Great person. <laughs> I hate to cut it. I hate to cut it, but we're we'll here for like, we'll be here for like three hours, you know, doing the show. I love it, though, man. I love it. And uh, Alon, I'm going to go to you. Man, great cover. I, I'd never heard you guys do that. That That is definitely going to go in my rotation. I was like, I always love hearing new versions with a new beat and new groove of an old classic track, man. That's always a something I always look for to keep it fresh. Well, David, we're going to let you play strip club DJ right now. If you were uh, DJ, David... We're going to put you in the strip club right now, and you're going to pick a song. What would you pick? Well, you uh, is, it was very kind of you, by the way. You know, I started this record label, EMP Label Group, and largely to you know put some, some records out for um, a handful of artists. And actually, a new artist that we have called Another Lost Year. You know, I was, just th- I was thinking about some modern music today, 
um, again, kind of to get my mind moving forward. Um, so, uh, new artists that we have, in fact, I actually just got the email. This is my, um, we got about a dozen releases coming out on my, on my label. And this is our first one that we actually have a billboard chart position today. We just found out. Very so, good. Congratulations. Yeah, so, yeah. So thank you. So that's kind of a nice, you know, nice attaboy for a label, which is cool. Um, but this is a terrific group, um, out of the U S out of the Carolinas called another lost year and a track that they have called wolves, which is, just, you know, which is, uh, a single of theirs. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me roll it out for you and uh, play it and see what get your feedback on. Cool. Strip Club Industry. Here we go. When I listen to a song like that, the first thing I'm thinking about is I'm on the I'm on the light board all over it, man. Yeah, right? I, my light show's going crazy, strobes are going crazy, shooting fog <laughs> up between girls' legs and stuff. Yeah, that <laughs> I can't wait to play that one in, in, yeah, in cool. the club. That that's awesome, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Bob, awesome, absolutely awesome, man. That's. A total strip club song. Great pick. Great pick. <laughs> Band sounds great. I got to find them when they're playing New York. Got to check them out cool. for sure. Alon, you were air drumming through this whole thing. Hey, you know, great, great track. Uh, the vocals remind me of uh, Draymond a little bit from. Um, I was thinking Sturb. the same thing, man. It's I was thinking the same vibe. thing. Yeah, and I love the hook, and it's, but it had a great melody and hook, and that's a big thing uh, with newer metal that I always look for. Is hopefully it has a hook and a sing along vibe, and that definitely does. I, I would definitely be playing that. Cool. Well, looks like uh, we'll get three of us love it. We'll get it out there to the whole world and uh, let them hear it. Uh, Let's see. It's uh, back to my pick already. I'm going to completely switch gears here. I'm completely switching gears. I'm putting a country song on. Uh, I have not heard much good country come out lately for the strip club feel. And Stacey Wiggins told me about this one, who's uh, one of our DJs up in uh, Cleveland, up at Christie's in uh, at Brunswick, a little south of Cleveland. Uh, he told me about this when I listened to it. I fell in love with it. Jason Aldean, Lights Come On. You're a crack of dawn, Monday morning coffee, strong pouring everything it got into a paycheck Friday night. You're a power stroke, diesel, back hole riding, king of beers, 18-wheeler driving, living life in between the lines of clocking in and quitting time. But then the six-string circus comes to town, we hang them speakers over the crowd. Well, the lights come on, everybody's screaming, lighters in the sky, yeah, everybody's singing, everybody's singing. 
Jason Aldean, it's Lights Come On. I think I, I said that wrong in the intro going into it. Uh, David, do you like country at all? You know, um, I grew up on a farm in Minnesota, so I grew up with old boom chick country all around. Me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Staller Brothers, you know. Olivia Newton-John was cutting edge, you know. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, I've been around it's it. Hot. And then... Um, you know, it's funny, though. I, you know, I moved to Phoenix in 1993 and, you know, a couple of big Phoenix stations out there that, I, as I understand, Buck Owens uh, owned or his family hmm. owns, uh, KNIX, a couple of the big tastemaker country stations that are, you know, um, in, the, in the same way KUPD was big for the active rock market. So these, these are big kind of uh, country stations and a lot of big country shows come through out there. Um, so I would listen to it. And, you know, before we went Megadeth, we made a couple records in Nashville. Um, in, uh, we made the cryptic writings record there, trust that opening track that we played mm -hmm. today. Um, <clears throat> and then, and, you know, we've made a few records there since, but, uh, you know, I started listening to it and I really, you know, I realized, you know, it, it's, it's basically rock and roll with a cowboy hat, you know, and now yeah. there's not even a cowboy hat. I think, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think Jason might wear a cowboy hat. I think he just won artist of the year or something at a recent show yeah, and, so. you know, award show. And there's the, you know, I, I, I mean, I get it. You know, I think, I think, uh, well, there's two things. First of all, in that particular song, I think, you know, that's the, you know, the total strip club group that would probably still work well back in Minnesota where the farmers want to go in and have a beer and take a peek at a girl, you know, mm -hmm. um, at the same time, the you know the 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 housewife who you know has since moved on from her Def Leppard records and is now <laughs> conservative and listens to country music right would probably you know maybe do a little secret bedroom pole dancing to that tune so probably <laughs> some multitude of purposes there very cool Bob Chiaparti your opinion on that I I love the song actually I just saw Jason play um, a couple of weeks ago here in New York uh, over at Jones Beach. Um, Working with the band, the opening band, um, uh, what do you call it, Thousand Horses, which, David, you, it's kind of interesting. You know, uh, Doc McGee and, you know, famous manager yeah. that did uh, Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, Kiss, all these and major arena, yeah, major minimum is heavily into country these days as well. And he's yeah. got this killer band, Thousand Horses, who actually, I got to get some of their music for you guys because it's, it's kind of in there. But yeah, it's like you see these girls out there in Jason Aldean concert, and they mm. they look like they're primed for the stripper pole, you know? <laughs> they got they got the Daisy Dukes on, and they got those little halter tops, and they're going yeehaw, baby. So yeah. God bless it. God bless it. Yeah, I don't want to hear about how rock and roll leads you down the roads of temptation. I know exactly. <laughs> it's country music, damn it. Yeah, yeah. country. Yeah, exactly. Let's, it's, let's put temptation just does, does fine on its own. It doesn't need anything yeah. to it's, it down. It's, it's pronounced like, temptation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good old boy music, right? Alan Fong, does country work for you up in Columbus? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I tell my girls all the time, I wish I could get more of them to play country because that prime demographic now, I know a lot of my, I'm 46, and uh, I grew up, you know, on Megadeth and Guns and Motley and Van Halen and all that stuff. So do my buddies. But oftentimes, new metal is too heavy for most of my buddies. So a large number of my metalhead friends have gone to country. They're mm -hmm. huge country fans. I, I, mean, I just think it's okay because the twang just stops me for the most part. I don't mind it. I don't dislike it, but it's not something I'd buy. I can listen to it and enjoy it. I just wouldn't buy it probably. But um, yeah, man, no, it's definitely something I would play in the club. And I know I already know I've, uh, I'm have i growing a group of girls that like listening to country and it always is a nice change of pace and works very well in the club. So that will definitely be on the list. And while I got you on here, go ahead and pick your next uh, your next song. 
All right, next one. Great track. Uh, Richie Canizo from New York City reminded me of this. He was playing a party in the Hamptons and streaming live. And I'm like, what is this track? And he told me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have it. I just haven't played it yet. It's called This Girl by the Kungs with Cooking on Three Burners. But the song is called This Girl. Okay, let's check it out. Oh, that's a phone song. wish I had more girls that would dance to something like this. Uh, my market's <laughs> a little different from yours, but uh, but personally, I, I, I like the track. Bob? Uh, I love this type of sound. I mean, this just brings me back to my youth, back in the 60s, a very a very um, retro kind of vibe, kind of a Burt Bacharach, uh, Dion yeah. Warwick kind of the thing. You know, Walk On By is kind of re- what reminds me of that. And they yeah. supposed to that like reverb trumpet and yeah isn't that great sound that guitar i love those sounds those are like a, very retro but yeah I, again it's it's great that you could play something like this in your clubs i would love to be in a club that be able to play this as well it just it seems like it'd be a it'd be a little bit more like danny says a little bit more a challenge but i i love that song that was great mm-hmm. david ellison from megadeth what do you think <sighs> Yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think we're probably all roughly the same age. So growing up, I remember, you know, back in the farm, listening to that kind of Motown stuff. You know, uh, Burt Bacharach. Boy, there's a yeah. name. You know, I love Burt Bacharach. This is a kid that resonated well mm-hmm. <laughs> with my young, innocent soul. You know, and um, you know, it's funny that whole kind of retro Motown sound is it. It never goes out of style. You know, and it and the way the production of that is is. You know, it's it's it it has the it's like the distorted vocals and yep. uh, you know every you know kind of just it's you know from the limitations of the production and everything. But they, it's amazing how you can make records that that are total period pieces, even if you made them yesterday. <laughs> you know, you can yeah, go right. back. And, right. So it's just no, it's, it's cool. Again, I don't. I can see girls dancing to it. To me, it reminds me a little more of maybe American Bandstand. Than <laughs> Well, what do I know? <laughs> I, I love your insight. I absolutely yeah, sure. love your insight here, man. Jay, genius. Uh, Bob, why don't you pick one here? One that's uh, on your strip joints, music.com. By the way, real quick, uh, regular uh, strip club DJs, if you're not a member of Bob's service, stripjointsmusic.com. Sign up. Okay, Bob, absolutely. introduce us to this song. Well, this one comes from uh, our Def Jam friend. So this is the, the first song, I think, where we're getting out of the the rock and pop groove here and into the more urban side of things. Um, it's a song by, uh, by little Dirk. Uh, it features Ty dollar sign. Um, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you, a lot of you, uh, most of the DJs out there, especially ones that are, that are playing urban music, uh, are familiar with, uh, with little, with little Dirk. He's done a bunch of stuff with the French Montana and young thug and, and other stuff with, with Ty dollar. So it's, uh, 
this is off his uh, new records coming out on July 22nd. Um, the album's called 2X, and this track is She Just Wanna. And it's available at stripjointsmusic.com? You got it. Right now. Count on what a boss, I hope she worth it. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. She just wanna count on what a boss. She know where I'm from, she wanna grab it now. She just wanna count on what a boss. I hope she worth it. I hope she worth it, I ain't wasting time. This the truth, I ain't got time for lies. No, 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 no. She just wanna. She just wanna love a thug I can't love you Sorry I'm in love with money She just wanna She just wanna love a thug But I can't love you Baby, I'm in love with money I do not fuck with no basic hoes Talk about bands, I play with those I got them, I got them, I got them, I got them Lil' Dirk and I chase a hoes Bougie bitches, my favorite hoes Louis Ugg for my stable hoes All dick for unable hoes Sippin' lane with my maple hoes My club for the winner Ball made for the dinner. I just truck, I spend. Now you mad, Vic Miss. Ain't nobody perfect. Bring a home to my mama, no. Ain't nobody worth it. I am who they worship. You ain't better than my worship. And I like the way she working. I do like that song. I do like that song. Uh, and the cool thing is, it's 136 beats per minute. So it's one of those songs that could have several remixes. Uh, you could get, you know, a house, deep house, etc. So, uh, yeah, I do like it, and uh, I'm going to go to Alon on that one. Yeah, I, I definitely like it. I like the trap elements to it. It gives it enough. It's, uh, I know it says 136 beats per minute, but it feels it's halftime. more halftime. Yeah. Right. But there's enough dynamics that it still has the energy, which I really dig, and the the, the vocals sound cool. And I could definitely, the, for, for hip-hop, it's definitely one of the tracks I think I could play at my club for sure. Mm, very cool. David. Well, I quit smoking pot, so I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. not, my, not my bag, baby. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know what? Yeah, there we go. We appreciate your honesty. We do, man. We do. Oh. Um, actually, David, we're going to make you a DJ again. You want to pick another one? All right, cool. All right. Um, this is uh, another uh, record that I'm putting out, and so thank you for giving it uh, a chance here. And uh, um, Scum Love out of Hollywood is just that, scummy love, <laughs> love on the scum. And um, this his whole record is uh, it's all about just kind of nasty, you know, misogynistic, uh, <laughs> just all bad stuff about frickin' sex and heavy metal. To me, it, again, it kind of has a Rob Zombie-ish, you know, genre. It's definitely good storytelling. Um, it's it's dirty, it's nasty, it's sexist, it's sexy, and the song's <laughs> called Devil's Darling. Let's give it a spin.
Alana, I'm going to start with you because I'm going to start my, my conversation by saying, can you just picture Lacey Rain tearing that song up yeah, on a sure, stage? Man. Great track. Uh, a, what I was doing, you guys could see me. For that, you got to have the bass strung way down low and play that bass line down low, right? <laughs> kind of like Nikki Six, right? Way low. Uh, and the vocalist actually threw me off. I like it. He sounded like Perry Farrell a little bit from Jane's Addiction. Uh, but no, I dig it, man. That, it, total Rob Zombie vibe, like you said. Definitely a strip club song, for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited about live music I'm discovering today. <laughs> uh, Bob, Chia Party? I'm right there with Alon. This is like, this is perfect for strip club yeah. music, without a doubt, man. This is like right, like, like David said, right in the Rob Zombie groove. We got to get this in the hand of Rob Zombie. These guys yeah. should be opening up for him, without a doubt. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, another one, man. You're you're being a very successful strip club DJ here. That's a thousand. That's a thousand. <laughs> for guys who've been to strip club in a while, you know what the hell. But, yeah, right. DJ Ellison. <laughs> oh, is it back to me already? Yeah. Wow. Uh, back to me. You know, last month on Off the Charts, I, I featured a song by Cheat Codes. It was called Sex, which was a uh, kind of a uh, pseudo cover, whatever you want to call it, of Let's Talk About Sexy Old Salt and Pepper song. Uh, they've got a new one I just found uh, yesterday. This is Cheat Codes and Dante Klein. It's Let Me Hold You, and this one is a little spinoff of the old uh, Kevin Lytle, Kevin Little, uh, Turn Me On. So see what you guys think of this. And Dante Klein, uh, let me hold you. That is the Kid Cut Up Club Mix. I'm going to start with Bob Chiaparty. I know that was a cool song. I mean, I, I definitely dug that. I mean, it that seems like something that the, the girls in particular will, will be able to just wrap themselves around. I mean, it's, it definitely sounds like a chick song that, uh, that, like I said, they could really get behind. Be curious, David. Curious to your opinion on this one. That's the private lap dance room song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a great Ding, description. ding, ding, ding. No, it's not for the runway. It's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alon, you remember the original? You've oh, been DJing course, the strip yeah. clubs for a while. I still play the original as well, uh, the Kevin Lytle song. But no, no, I dig that, and it had that uh, tropical house uh, kind of vibe to it. Okay, and Alon, you got a song that we've actually has charted before, but you've got a, a remix of it, so go ahead and introduce yeah, us so to that. Yeah, so the original, this is uh, I Took a Pill in Ibiza by Mike Posner. Now, the original remix that everyone was playing was a CB remix, and it runs around 105 beats per minute, I believe. This one is definitely more high energy. It's about 128 beats per 126 beats per minute. Mr. Gray himself, fellow panda down from in Miami, spins at 11. Great guy, does some great remixes. Uh, this is his, ver- his remix of it. Great, tr- Great upbeat track. I took a pill in 
art is cool. And when I finally got sober, felt 10 years older, but there was something to do. I'm living out in LA. I drive a sports car just to prove. I'm a real big baller cause I made a million dollars and I spend it on girls and shit. But you don't wanna be high like me. Never really know why like me. You don't ever wanna step off that roller coaster and be all alone. And you don't wanna ride the bus like this. Never know who to trust like this. You don't wanna be stuck up on that station. Stuck up on that station. Oh, I know it. A sad soul. Sad soul. Darling, oh, I know it. You can tell he spins at 11 down in Miami. That is <laughs> yeah. definitely a Miami sounding remix right there. I don't know if I could get away with it up in, in Dayton. Uh, I, I kind of, I think they would lean toward the uh, CB remix where I'm at. Uh, but I like it, and if I went to Miami, I'd love to hear it in a club, and I'm going to go to Bob Chia Party. Yeah, it sounds like a real summer remix for me. I mean, like, it seems like something to go over, particularly now, this time of year, almost anywhere in the country. Um, but like you said, definitely a Miami mix. I, I, I dug it. I thought it was great. You know, that was a good, good call, huh? Hi, David. Yeah, you know what? It's it's young. Um, it's got a lyric that's that to me. To me, it's kind of more like a burlesque track. You know, because it's uh, you know some girls when they dance, they they put together you know a show and a theme, and you know it isn't it's it's you know so, some aren't, but some are. You know, costumes and you know what I mean. That's kind of what it 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 kind of it had more of kind of a a girl who would want to come out and do maybe a little more of a of a maybe role play or something, mm. you know, um, mm-hmm. which is always kind of, you know, for professional dancers, you know, those who are maybe more than just picking up a buck or two, you know, mm, yeah. a job, a job <laughs> actressing, you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The girls I used to hang with in LA back in the day, next movie role, you know, kind of thing. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, there were some who, you know, had a had a pretty creative, um, you know, kind of you know theatrical thing to some of their their work that they did, and it was I always appreciated it. I thought it was cool. Very cool, love it. Uh, we only got a couple songs left, Bob. How about a pick from you? Uh, this one is uh, again another band. I think the DJs all know and love. Uh, it's uh, it's on our uh, strip joints program as well so you can pick it up real, real easy just by going to stripjointsmusic.com but it's uh from dirty head and uh they're uh, they got their new record coming out july 15th and this is the song that they're focused on um they're right now they're on tour with sublime mm. so uh they got the fans got a lot of stuff going on and this this track's called that's all i need and it's available on stripjointsmusic.com thank you danny <laughs> <laughs> Got a little bit of a quiet beginning. There's my ride. You're not getting pulled over. There's <laughs> my ride, yeah. Here comes music to set your soul on fire. Crack in the vinyl takes me back in a time I wear my Catalina Idol Spent my last fuck on the title of my first car, my first love Where I got my first rub, where we did our first drugs And the bikers and the vatos that I grew up with Trying to steal up my zapatos, now they give me shit But never being home for parties in the weekend trips Well fuck it then, I'm coming over man, I'll be that quick You keep telling me to make it, yeah. 
to the spot where we would stay lit And finish bottles never wasted Yeah, cause that's where I'm from I'm feeling like old school mixtape That's all I need I'm killing that low ride Sunday That's all I need Everybody say There ain't no place I'd rather be I'm talking about right here, right now You know, we have referenced uh, something called a fong song throughout the show. And for those of you who aren't regular (laughs) listeners, you're not sure what a fong song. Alan Fong from Cahoots in Columbus, he's got a unique style of music that he absolutely loves. Uh, It's kind of that throwback style. uh, And and every time we hear a song like this, we always say, that's a fong song. So I got to go to you, Alan, first. Did I pick that right? Is that a fong song? Oh, yeah, for sure. Got that reggae vibe. Got, you know, it's happiness. It's, It's a happy, fun vibe. Uh, totally dig it. I had to ask a question though, Bob. I thought this is where I got my information wrong. I always thought that Dirty Heads was what Sublime became once the original singer passed away. But I guess there's there's two separate entities. I didn't know that. Uh, you know what? That's a good question, man. I got to be honest with you. I'm not versed enough in it. I'm really okay. not. Okay, okay, okay. You but know, no, I, t- totally Sublime vibe. That reggae ska I mean, a little bit. Happiness party. I mean, after Sublime, after the you know again with the tragic death and all that, the the uh, they became Long Beach All Stars. Oh, that's maybe that's what they became. That's maybe what you're thinking about. And they actually they played and and Dave knows uh, our good old Foundations Forum, our (laughs) our convention that we uh, I did for like ten years out in uh, in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, the last year that I did it, we. I, I changed up the whole format. I mean, what we used to do is uh, we used to have uh, the shows all over the we – we used to have all the shows in the hotel. I used to try to keep everything contained. I didn't want anybody out there getting drunk and getting into a car accident or anything like mm. that. So did everything. We had a two-stage with the, the grand ballroom and a, and a big hotel, big airport hotel, and we used to do two stages. But this last two years, in the last year in 97, we, uh, we rented out all the clubs, every club in, in, uh, in Los Angeles. And there was a brand new club, which used to be the old Gazaris, Dave. Okay. They yeah. turned it in. They turned it into Billboard yeah. Live. Okay. Right. The the, the, the the club was not even a week old, and we we had rented it, and uh, and Long Beach All Stars played and trashed the dressing. <laughs> Oops. Trashed their dressing room. No so, brown M and M's. There you go. That's uh, that never happens, right, David? <laughs> any ri- yeah, hey, Dave, any riders? Think? Any rider clauses we need to know about from Megadeth? No, let me think. I'm trying to think about rider clauses. Uh, no, you know we, you know, for as big of a band as we are, we have the smallest rider of anybody. I mean, we are yes. like so, and it's not even that we're just frugal. It's just. Uh, there's just nothing there. I walk in some days. I go, really, potato chips and and coffee again. That's it. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, we're we're pretty lean. You know, I think we Get finally put smoothies on there for guests. You know, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, David, we got one song left. We're gonna let you pick it. Sure, sure. Um, let me see here. Uh, again, another group I'm putting out through through the label and. Um, um, uh, first of all, the, the track morphine queen, you know, to me just kind of, you know, summed up more than a few strippers that I knew sadly, sadly. <laughs> kind of sadly, maybe tragically. Um, but this is from a group called even the dead love a parade. 
And um, so, you know, just one of those bands that the name catches my ear, the song title catches my ear. And then when I heard the track, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I like this. I, I threw this one threw this one in the mix. We've got a good variety of stuff. So um, check it out. Let me know what you think. this song what i love about it is this is one of the songs you know we all have those general managers that hate too hard of rock that whenever the vocals start screaming they start working their way up to the dj booth but this i mean it starts the screaming thing where you can see it's gonna wake up the general manager and he's starting to think but right when he's getting ready to call you it simmers back down so the timing is perfect (laughs) on the screaming just before the general manager starts walking his way it kind of mellows down a little bit that that was the first thing i was thinking of uh if it's going to scream much longer the general manager is going to be up here ah good they told it down i really 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 like that track bob chia party yeah i really dug that too that was a good one i really like that that that's again it's a it's a perfect strip strip club song i mean it just i can just see a girl with one hand on a pole just kind of lazily going around that you know it's like it's uh it's a great alan would you uh agree with me on the general manager comment yeah man that, that, i <laughs> Like right before the screamo part, that little harmony, you heard me point at my head and like, oh, nice. Someone's throwing a harmony in music again. It's a beautiful thing in rock. And then he hit the screamo and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then it went back. to. So, I mean, yeah, it's one of those for me in my club. I, I don't know if I can get away with it only because of that one sort of pre-chorus where he's rah. Um, that's hard for me to get away with the mind club. We're definitely a more mainstream club. But like I love the fact that they threw a little – two-part harmony right before it and and the groove is cool so i mean i could pro- i might be able to get away with it but i'd have to find a spot to slip it in type thing although personally i really like the song if that helps but for the business side of things because of the screamo i know i'd i'm gonna get that look from my gm and mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it might even you affect my play pantera walk in your club then i figured you could play that yeah <laughs> but and, and i agree the one difference is I get it. Everybody it. knows walk. walk. That yeah. it's recognizability. Yeah, it's exactly. yeah, that's the big. You know, thing. it's funny. There's actually a strip club in in Scottsdale. I just happened to drive by it on the way to the post office. Ironically, and I look over and there's this club that had been there for years, and now it's actually called like rock and roll strip club or heavy metal. Exactly. Strip club, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, you guys probably know it. Um, yep. you know, but anyway, so it's it's uh, you know that, that that that's it's funny. I, I think of those kind of places. You know, and again, mm-hmm. all my heavy metal buddies who I get a couple of them that you know 
big metal fans turned into you know DJs over the years and stuff. So it's uh, but yeah, this is great, guys. This is cool here and hearing a different you know it's actually quite honestly hearing a good set list of music strip club or not mm-hmm. it was to be introduced to some new music you know i i play you know the same 18 to 20 songs every night five nights a week so sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a bit of a stretch for me to even hear new music um, you know especially when i'm over in this uh, in fact sometimes at the festivals you know i hear you know new groups and but chances are, if you're out here on tour, you're, you know, we've probably, you know, you're kind of, your stuff's been out there for a bit. So thank, I appreciate you guys inviting me in and, and actually getting me to hear some, some new, some new songs. Thanks. Well, is, is there a, a website for your label of all the music that you've got yeah. coming out? Tell us yep, about e- the website. Sure. Yep. EMPlabelgroup.com. Um, and, uh, it was EMP basically stands for Ellison Music Production. Okay. Um, I wanted to call it label group as I learned years ago from EMI and, you know, some of these, uh, labels, you know, that rather than just sort of determining it as a sort of metal label, I wanted it to be broad enough that I could have, well, you heard some of the variety and most of these things are pretty heavy today, but another last year is a pretty mainstream group. And then also scum love. And so I've got EMP underground EMP. Um, I actually just purchased, uh, a brand that I'll announce probably in a couple of months. So anyway, the idea of being, I can have different, you know, I could, I could have a Christian label, a country label, a metal label. I could kind of do it all under the EMP hmm. label group. EDM umbrella. label. Yeah. ED, I, yeah. My daughter, Your daughter could be the a yeah. uh, <laughs> Put her to work. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like that. I think with labels, you know, it's important to be wide enough to be able to offer a lot of different stuff. And I like a lot of different kinds of music, you know? So I think for me to, you know, in this day and age, lots of times to have a have a label that is allows artists to at least have an on ramp to get in the game. I know as a, as an artist, until you have a label, even if you created the masters and the artwork and you did all the work and paid for it, but until you technically have a label, you're still kind of a you're kind of doing it on your own. You know, mm-hmm. a label gives you an credibility to say to call an agent and say, hey, I have a label, can I get on a tour? And you know, it all just kind of feeds itself and and. Um, it's an entrepreneurial business these days. So, yeah, emplabelgroup.com is the uh, website for all of it. Very cool. Well, David Ellison from Megadeth, I want to tell you, you amazing guest, man. You've got, you brought us some really good insight into music and enjoyed everything you had to say, enjoyed our conversation. Um, any final thoughts from uh, Bob Chia Party first? No, I just want to say thanks to Dave for joining us, and thanks to you guys, as always, for having me on the show. It's always fun, always fun and always a learning experience. And, uh and again, I'm looking forward to next month. There you go. Well, on Fong, final thoughts. Yeah, just uh, a couple things. I still have family in Phoenix. So I'm there every year, so I'll have to look you up or something if you're in town then. But also, I just wanted to uh, say condolences to you guys in the band. I knew Nick. I lost touch with him in about 2002, so I was very sad to hear of his passing. Nick was a great guy, and he, he showed me around Phoenix. I had just moved to Phoenix in 94 when I when I met you guys at uh, Tiffany's, then Tiffany's Cabaret down in Phoenix. But uh, uh, a great guy, sweetheart of a guy, great musician. And you guys were always very gracious. We actually got to go down to the studio down in the barrio. You remember the little studio you guys yeah, had used in Asia? Yeah, yeah. It was in the barrio with like, yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, great time, great memories for me personally. So Megadeth always has a special place in my heart. So thank you for coming on the show. And uh, you're a great guest. And Bob, thanks for getting them on as well. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. David, thanks, man. You guys have been listening to Panda Off the Charts for July 2016, Panda Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. Our website, pandamembers.org, which is where you can hear all of our shows, along with pandaradio.org, radio xxx, radio.xxx, 
iTunes, Stitcher, Hipcast, we're everywhere, man. Thanks again. You guys have a safe trip, uh, safe day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.